0: Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art. Culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. It's Al Pickett, the founder of The Black Print, where I help people win in a brave new world through the financial markets, teaching them how to profit consistently all the financial markets, and I'm here with Verbally Effective and Ina Esco.
1: We all around Memphis, Tennessee right here. We in the mix as well with DJ BA, a.k.a. No Genre, a.k.a. Brandon Adams, and we on Verbally Effective Podcast with Miss Ina Esco. Let's go.
0: Hey, 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 Ina Esco in the building for a live Verbally Effective podcast with some good people today. Before I jump into the interview, I just want to say it is a beautiful day in Memphis. Uh, it's kind of chilly in the mornings, but we can get with it. I'm loving the weather, loving the sun. And I want to tell you guys that we are having a Pod Box event on May 13th at the newly historic reopened Cossett Library on 33 Front Street. This is a networking event for all podcasters. It will be on May 13th, 1 to 3 p.m. with special guest Dominic Lawson, who just picked up a Webby Award. Congratulations, Dominic. But let's get right into it because I have the good people here with me from Memphis Rocks Climbing. I'm talking about Chris Dean and also my girl Alex Williams, how are you guys today?
2: Hello, thank you Hello. so much for having us. Pretty
0: good. Yes, well, I am intrigued. I am intrigued. May I say that about Memphis Rocks? Um, you know, just looking at the information about it, I've never been to Memphis Rocks, although I've seen structures similar to you know what I've seen online. But I know there is a purpose um, behind your nonprofit. Memphis Rocks. Let's get into it. Uh let's start with you, Chris Dean, because you helped find Memphis Rocks. Tell me about it.
1: Well, it was Tom, Tom Shadyak. Uh I met him there, Zach. I met Tom about um almost ten years ago. Okay. Uh yeah, almost ten years ago. I was twenty two. I'm thirty one now.
0: Wow. So uh
1: I was at a meditation in my godmother's house, uh, Gail Rose and it was just a meditation that we uh, always go to for people who lost a lot of people in their life, just to sit in silence in in that space together. Mm-hmm. And Tom walked in, and um, he was talking to me about a documentary he called. He has that called "I Am," and I have a documentary that came out like six months before his. That's called "As I Am." And we started chatting, and we noticed we was two sides of the same coin. Okay, and it's just been it's been. It's been a, a beautiful journey since then. We've been doing a lot of growing, a lot of learning. And, you know, he, he's into a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Tom. Tom is into a lot of sports. Okay. Biking, he could bike 20, 60 miles. Like, he's he can just go uh-huh. swimming, surfing. And, you know, he wanted to do something because his parents did. Uh, his daddy started St. Jude. Wow. Rick Shadyak with Danny Thomas. And his big brother, Rick Shadyak. Uh, is the CEO of ALSEC St. Jude right now? Okay. So Tom wanted to come back to Memphis, and he didn't know what he wanted to do, but he knew he needed to do something like St. Jude. He wanted to do something like his father did. He wanted to do something in the South Memphis. He just didn't know he was drawn to Sewell'sville, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't speak the language. He didn't. But he would, so he we we met, and he was like, "Will you help me?" Mm-hmm. bring something to South Memphis. You spoke it? the language. Oh yeah.
0: Are you from South <laughs> Memphis? You said, hey
1: man. say Mindy. Hey mine. Say mine. Are
0: you from South Memphis? Yes ma'am. Well, you know what, I spent a lot of time in South Memphis. I am a LeMoyne-Owen graduate. Beautiful. And I will say I had a lovely, interesting, culture uh <laughs> driven time while yeah. I was at LeMoyne-Owen. So I'm very interested to know why South Memphis? Why is Memphis Rocks in South so Memphis?
1: First, I'm going to say I'm from South Memphis. I went to Georgia Avenue. I went to Vans. I went to Beach. Okay, so
0: like, you real South Memphis.
1: Yeah. Come like on. Let's home. go. Yeah, so mm-hmm. super South Memphis. The only reason why I didn't go to Lamont is because I just needed a break. I just needed wanted a break. to get out. And even the went up the street i went to lane in jackson tennessee okay very I, didn't simil- even, I didn't even know there was rivals until i got there
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> and I was we like,
0: used to whoop them in basketball
1: they still whooped them yes yeah, i i when i when they, we had games here i was on the side because no you I, were not everybody a everybody, lane I, student. everybody i knew was on this side. i'm in <laughs> south memphis now this is school i go to, okay but i south get it because you it's know different.
0: we'll kick you out the gym oh yeah
1: <laughs> they
0: did i know right <laughs> and they did Okay. But um,
1: what was the question? I'm sorry. We're Why South
0: here. Memphis? Why is Memphis Rocks located? I mean, South
1: Memphis is perfect location. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, going up, only thing we we had basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Every corner you can go around, you know, and you might get a glimpse of the um, of the uh, tennis court on right off Crump if you look hard enough yep. behind that park. But you ain't never see no black folks over there, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, and, and if you was going down Southern, you would get a glimpse of the other tennis court when you was going to the the mall on, right there on Southern. When right. you but but there wasn't nothing, it wasn't for us, yeah. you know. And somehow it could be right there in front of you, and you just got a vibe like it ain't mm-hmm. for you, right? And so when Tom came to South Memphis, he was like, you know, I bought two buildings. I have no idea what I want to do with them. And his first thing was like, uh, I want to put a 50-foot wave pool and all like, that well I can't swim right? so I'm not your guy I'm Way not your guy but, but after traveling and I remember we went to Colorado and, and he was like you know what about BMX I was like I like bikes and mm-hmm. all my friends like bikes we ride through the hood and jumping popping wheelies bunny hopping we called it or whatever And so um, I was we we'd go to the BMX park in Colorado and I see this kid this little like 11 year old boy going off this like 25 foot ramp, and he'd come off the bike, grab the seat, do a flip, bike go mm. one way, he go the other way. I was like, We ain't doing that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> a little risk factor there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we ain't. <laughs> we <not. laughs>
1: you don't want that to happen to you. Uh, uh, and so we came across rock climbing because um, we went to um, a place in Boulder, Colorado. It's a rock climbing gym. And as soon as I walked in, I saw people sitting on the floor. I saw people communicating, helping each other, talking to each other. And it's this thing they do when you climb a boulder route, and a boulder route is means you don't have any ropes attached to you. They, they stand underneath you, and they hold their hands up. Mm. Two, one, three people. And that just image of support, the people sitting on the floor, the communication, the trust factor. Um, I grew up in South Memphis. I walked those streets. I remember walking two o'clock in the morning, leaving, doing something I ain't had no business doing, not having no protection, having like some Usher cologne on me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, look, if, if, if one of these folks mess with me, I'm gonna let it burn, all right? Like, let it burn. <laughs> this, this my only protection is this Usher cologne. I'm gonna try to get away. But there was no trust factor there. Mm-hmm. And so I remember walking into this gym and it just, the vibe was different. The energy was different, but it also was very uh, familiar. Because my grandma on my daddy's side got 12 kids, and my grandma on my mama's side had 13. Mm. So I walk, almost every room I walked in, where there was family there, it was people sitting on the ground talking. Right? It was, there was just no room for everybody. We didn't need shotgun houses in South Memphis. Yeah. You hold a wall. And so it was just something very familiar about walking into these places where people were really sitting down and talking to each other and, like, almost having meals on the floor. It almost felt like Middle Eastern culture a little bit. And, mm-hmm. but, but also South Memphis. And, and they give you this thing called beta, which is advice. If you climb in a route, they walk up to you like, hey, if they see you struggling, I would like to help you with this route. I would like to tell you what I did to help me accomplish this route. Mm-hmm. Things you probably would never have known. And I just wish we had that in the real world outside of the gym. I wish we knew how to walk up to people and say, hey, man, I see you struggling. I see you having trouble with this. This is something I also had trouble with. that I'm going to tell you how I accomplished it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, man, like, everything, all these little intricacies that you're learning, yes. this communication that you're learning in this place really set you up to be a better person. It really set you up to be a real, uh, like, a leader. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I'm like, I really enjoying being in this environment and learning trust and letting people watching people face their fears and watching them light up and mm-hmm. when they come down, I was like, oh, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that. And I'll always believe that what you want is right on the other side of your fears.
0: That is true. Like
1: what all of your goals, all of your dreams, the access to those accomplishments as a wall in front of you. And that's all your fears. Mm-hmm. And whatever it may come up as swimming, it may come up as a woman, it may come up as money, it may come up as facing your parents, telling them what you really want to do. It come up as a lot of things. But it's... It, to learn to climb those things, to learn to get beta and know you got a community behind you and know that you fall, if you fall, you you got people underneath you to help you and catch you. I was like, South Memphis deserve this. Yes. They deserve this type of support. The kids need to grow up in this type of environment. And the fact that he has the Mindset to make it like St. Jude, where he want to offer everything. He want to offer everything to this community. Mm-hmm. Anybody who can't afford it, money is not an issue. It's not a, not even a thought. Like we want to depend on the kindness of the world to support this community. And I don't think it has been uh, displayed like this mm-hmm. ever that these kids deserve this opportunity. And the fact that um, now that um, rock climbing is in the Olympics. I see even more opportunity for these young kids to to make it. And I and just to be honest, white people do it and they get paid doing it. Mm-hmm. They make a living from it. They get paid to travel the world and climb the house mountains and be in nature and sleep in the woods and mm-hmm. they get free equipment and shoes the and the outdoor life. You know, and, and <laughs> it's like to get away from the city for a minute, to hear yourself breathe, to be with your own thoughts, to that's just peaceful, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 because growing up in the projects or in the hood like that little that little two block radius is everything 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 and when you come into a rock climbing gym it introduces you into climbing and then you get to be around people that don't look like you who have access to the outside and these people are just cut different Mm -hmm. the people in the rock climbing industry the kindness that we've experienced from climbers they just they're really good people You know, and so I want my community to be be friends with those people, Mm -hmm. not just the cops, right? Not just a white police officer that come to your community and just have, like, this authority figure, but, like, a friendly man and somebody who's going out, who's traveling. And then you get introduced to outdoors. And in order to get introduced to outdoors, you got to learn to teach a man how to fish type thing. Mm -hmm. Now you learn to survive anywhere. How Everybody always talk about, you take me to a jungle, I come out with a mink, but... They don't know how to start a fire. They don't know how to survive. Right, just, the basics. You really get to learn those things. And you feel just <laughs> a different type of accomplishment mm-hmm. when you can survive on your own. You know, so it's just it's just been all the perks, all the benefits. Yes. And, and next thing you know, we out in Bozeman, Montana, ice climbing, frozen waterfalls. Oh, wow. And with a group of black kids from South Memphis. And mm. it's natural to them. And they've been all around the United States. in this little neighborhood has turned to this two block radius that they felt about this neighborhood. Now and feel that way about 50 states. Like, oh, I'm just in America. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to go overseas. I'm trying, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like yes. that, they they just changed people. When I've seen so many young people change, uh, grow, not, I'm sorry, not change. They haven't changed, they've grown. They've mm-hmm. had the space to grow. So it's, yeah. just, it's just been a beautiful experience. And why not South Memphis? It sounds
0: what I'm beautiful. Why not South Memphis? Yeah. Um, I mean, just to listen to your story and about Memphis Rocks, I mean, it's amazing that you're exposing, Mm -hmm. you know, an entire generation, an entire different community to this type of, will we call it a sport?
1: It's a sport. It's a sport. They got shoes, like, it ain't Nike. Yeah. It ain't ain't Reebok Rock climbing. But they got rock climbing shoes. They got Rock Red Bull, Monster Energy drinks. You can still come in here and conquer the rock climbing industry and Mm -hmm. get signed and make a living and, you know, buy your cars and your jewelry, whatever you want, you can buy it. You just, it's, right. just, it's just a different opportunity, except being one of a million people who are going to get drafted. You know, 60 young men who get yes. drafted. You, you don't have to go through that process. Right, you and, and you hardly ever way.
0: hear about us participating in a sport such as rock climbing. And that's so why we So you guys are ministry. exposing it. You, 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 you know, you're leading the culture mm-hmm. in this. Chris Dean over here at Memphis Rocks. Um, how have you changed since you've joined Memphis Rocks?
1: There's been so many ways that I've I've learned patience, you know, and I've learned to really appreciate myself and step back from um, all of the, like one thing I've known growing up in South Memphis, I think it taught me that nobody really cared. Like 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 deep down, like people are going to keep their head in, on a swivel and keep going. And they really don't do handouts, right? They want to. They expect that almost to for you to have your hand out, and I think it gave a, me a different type of strength to to reach within and um, reach within my community. And I think, you know, a lot of my friends, the image of success for them is making it out of Memphis. Mm-hmm. But I, it changed my perspective to make Memphis a pla a destination, right? Uh, and so i just grown. I have a son now. Mm-hmm. It's given me a, a, a stable income for the last eight years. Never knew what that would feel like. You know, it's given me a family outside of, like, my bloodline, people who don't look like me. uh given me an opportunity to give back to my community in, in my own way, not how people want me to give back or how people expect it. I have an opportunity to show, like, my true personality and be myself. You know, and I've always... Hope that it'll be a job to pay you to be yourself. They say if you do what you love, you never have to work. So I really feel like I haven't had a job for the last ten years.
0: That's amazing.
1: So it's been it's been a lot of growing going on. I also like Tom is a filmmaker, so we I've been able to make films, and, mm. and you know I'm really not like participating in like the popularity contest, but I still get to do what I love, and so, oh uh, yeah, I, I mean I just <laughs> feel I feel like I'm at peace like ninety percent of the time. Yes. Yeah. And then at 10% of the time that I'm not at peace, I appreciate it because it it helped bring me closer to peace. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's a part of,
0: I love it. I love it. Um, if I were to walk into Memphis rock, when I leave this interview, Memphis rocks, what would I see? How would I be welcomed? What is the protocol?
2: you'd be greeted at the front desk there's we have really great people like miss v at the front desk she's so sweet just invites you in and you know it's it's very much feels like a family environment from the moment you walk in Mm -hmm. um you know like chris said people are sitting on the floor people are looking up at their friends climbing cheering them on Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's one thing is that the youth climbing team is a really awesome climbing team so um, and, and the donations that we receive help fund climbers on the climbing team who may not be able to afford, you know, the expensive climbing equipment and the out of town costs, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that go into it. So um, that's really cool that we've been able to see some youth climbers um, like one of our youth climbers. Aiden has gotten amazing. He is, you know, one of the best climbers at the gym. And over the years, he's really grown um, and he's featured in one of the documentaries as well. Um, which documentary, Chris, is he featured in? Do you, uh, is it Black Diamond? I think it's Black Diamond. And just yeah.
1: to, to piggyback on this point she's making about Aiden, like, we, Memphis Rocks has been in South Memphis for five years now. Mm-hmm. Even in our, like, third year, Aiden was competing, getting first and second place in, like, competition yeah. versus kids. who have yeah. been climbing their whole
0: life. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Aiden's it, a natural. Oh, is.
2: my gosh. it's It's amazing. And he's one of the favorites on social media as well, like, You know Mm -hmm. if you see whenever we post about aiden everybody loves aiden because just you know being able to see and in the documentary as well there's um there's a number of documentaries that uh, memphis rocks has been able to be featured in through um, our sponsors and um, because tom is such a great filmmaker and um the you know people that he mentors are like like chris are amazing creatives and um really amazing in that industry so um, yeah, we've been able to make some really cool creative mm-hmm. stories together.
0: And it's all-inclusive at Memphis yeah. Rock. So right. it's not just for, you know, the youth or myself. It, it spans over generations, You see,
1: see every color of the rainbow when you walk yeah. in there. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. different religion. Uh, ages, ages, yeah. and there's people sitting at the juice bar eating sandwiches. A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. couple of homeless people yeah. might be there eating sandwiches. Yeah, yeah We give out. free
2: coffee. We mm-hmm. give free lunch every day.
1: We give out about a hundred free sandwiches every mm-hmm. day. And if they don't want those sandwiches that we give out for free, they also come in and get a mm-hmm. sandwich. We yeah. got pizza. The, the juice
2: bar is really good. Also, yeah, if you're too. looking for somewhere to eat, it's called Juice Almighty, mm-hmm. um, named you know after Bruce one of Tom's <laughs> movies. It's Bruce Almighty. So
0: wow, yeah, yeah. interesting. So. so Well, you know what? We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, uh, one of the things I mentioned to you all is that you're killing it on social media. All of, um, you know, the pictures, the reels, you all have been all over the world. Um, You have some important programs that you guys, you know, want to share with the world. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in about 20 seconds. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I have Memphis Rocks climbing in the building with me, a nonprofit that is really, you know, changing the culture in South Memphis and beyond. And we're going to talk more to them very shortly right here on Verbally Effective.
2: WYXR is supported by the Museum of Science and History, presenting Laser Live, which brings live music and laser light effects together for a live concert series in the Mosh AutoZone Dome at the Sharp Planetarium. Laser Live begins May 13th with Hope Claiborne and Soul Scrimmage. More information at moshmemphis.com.
0: Did you know you could donate your vehicle and support WYXR at the same time? We offer free pickup and it's tax deductible. Go to cars.wyxr.org to donate your car today. You're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. Powered by the Crosstown Radio Partnership between the Daily Memphian, Crosstown Concourse, and the University of Memphis. WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis, your double E Ina Esco here with Verbally Effective Live. I have with me Memphis Rocks in the Building Nonprofit. Uh, they are experts in the sport of rock climbing and they're bringing it to the community. They've been in business for five years and we're going to talk about their programs that they have. Who would like to? You know, uh share with me. I have Zach Rogers here, the executive director, Alex Williams in PR community development, and Chris Dean, one of the actual founders here. Hey Zach.
3: Hey, how are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Yes, you guys story I mean the entire nonprofit is so inspirational. Um I know you guys have some pretty good programs that you all have instituted. Let's talk about that for a second.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, most of our programs come out of, you know, our desire to listen to what the needs of the community are. So something that we always try to do is just, like, what do you all need from us? Like, what can we do to be that conduit to provide support specifically to, like, the youth of the community and, you know, the people that raise and support them? And so, like, that's manifested in several different ways, but the main ones are, like, just basic needs and mentorship and support and community. So, like, first off, Memphis Rocks itself, the sport of climbing kind of originated as a counterculture movement. It was people that weren't included in typical society. It was those people that were considered outcasts. Mm. And so when you think of climbers and that, that support structure that's, like, inherent to the sport it was born out of that need. It was a need for people to feel community and to feel like they were part of something bigger and something that they had a shared interest in. And so when Chris talks about, like, why climbing, why South Memphis, South Memphis has a beautiful, thriving community, and climbing needs that in order to grow and to thrive Mm. because that's what it's built on. Okay. And so when you bring climbing to South Memphis, it... It's a sport that cultivates cooperation. So you see other sports where people are competing against each other constantly. It's about beating the other person. It's about being better. And climbing is really weird because, like, yeah, they have competitions where people try to win and be the best climber. But in the process of, like, actually competing, they're cooperating. So you'll see the best climbers in the world, they get to look at a boulder problem before they climb it. And they'll sit there and talk to each other about how they would climb it. And if you don't share your thoughts on how best to approach that problem, you're you're considered cheating. Mm. Because you're not sharing what you know with others. You're not sharing your knowledge, your experience, the things that you think would be best for everyone to have a fair shake. You have to participate. You have to participate. And you have wow. to do it in a way that's that benefits everyone. Okay. And so that's kind of unique to sport in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so, like... There's also the the natural support of like you're either holding the rope that is literally supporting someone's life 50 feet in the air, or you're providing, literally. yeah, or a safe space for them to land if they're bouldering. Mm-hmm. And so, like the first program that One Family Memphis, which is the nonprofit that Memphis Rocks is underneath, put together was the gym. And the gym, the main goal of that gym was to provide a bridge for those relationships to be built. And to span those across communities because, like, when you look at where climbing gyms are located, they're always put in rich, affluent, white neighborhoods. I was about to
0: say, where are they? Mm
3: -hmm. White neighborhoods and (laughs) the ones where the most money exists. So, like, Mm. our gym was intentionally not put in one of those locations. Mm. And the reason Mm. for that is, like, we want to provide access to the community that's immediately there. So, when you talk about different demographics, Anyone that's over, I think it's 60 in our neighborhood, they have a free membership to our gym. They okay. can come in and they can work out. We have a full workout facility. They don't mm-hmm. have to climb. Now, if they want to climb, we'll definitely get them on the wall. John Hawk will personally take that as a challenge. But Do they come
0: over 60? Have have they Oh yeah, participated? Oh, yeah. We've
3: got quite a few. We even have some paying members that mm-hmm. are over that age, and because it's a low-impact sport when you get on the wall with ropes. Mm-hmm. But the other part to that is like, we want to make sure that the immediate community has a safe space to go where there's a natural system built to cultivate a community that's across socioeconomic backgrounds. So we have people that climb, you have a lot of it's a very white sport.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So white people are gonna to have to come to South Memphis to do their climbing if they wanna to come to Memphis Rocks to get their climbs okay. in. It's creating a natural bridge between communities where people actually are sitting down talking like Chris said something that really appealed to him was that idea of sitting on the floor and talking about like life and everything that's going on. When you're bouldering in a climbing gym, there's only so much climbing you can do if you're all climbing the same route. So mm-hmm. sometimes you'll have five people working on the same problem on the wall, but when they're not on the wall, yeah, they'll talk about climbing, but the rest of it is talking about like what they've got going on this weekend, where they're going to go outdoors, the fun stuff they're going to mm-hmm. do, what's a good place to eat in Memphis. Like, mm-hmm. There's all these just real-life conversations that go on in the interim in between the climbing. And so when you actually have people from South Memphis sitting down with people from Germantown, sitting down with people from East Memphis, Midtown, all the different parts of Memphis, I think that's really what makes our gym unique mm-hmm. and what makes this program so successful is because... We've had people from South Memphis go outdoor climbing with people from Collierville that, like, would have never met each other before. True. And so now they're in the same space over a shared interest and also just the ability to have access to a facility like ours, which is a state-of-the-art facility that would cost huge amounts of money anywhere else. Well, because that accessibility has been created and that space is there, now, like, there's there's new relationships being formed. And so from there we also started to hear about some other needs from the immediate community so we started a community closet and that is to meet the, the needs of like the day to day items that people need in their homes so like cleaning supplies toiletries, uh, simple food items, uh, clothing like in the winter people need coats jackets I mean there's just there's yes. a huge need for just basic, basic stuff especially with the state of like the economy now and availability to jobs in South Memphis like if you yeah. look at our neighborhood, how many jobs are in
0: a in a mile radius? Not many. Because let me tell you, um, when I attended college in South Memphis, the neighborhood looks a little different, but not much. Not much. Not, not, not a much. Not much. I would have never imagined that for that particular neighborhood. Got but so much potential. A so lot much. of potential. Yeah. But I'm glad Memphis Rocks is there. Yeah. We're
1: going to pull some old folks in. We're going to pull some more jobs in. We want to do more than Memphis Rocks. I hope – He's about to get to mm-hmm. it. We want to, mm-hmm. our, our, our goal is, you know, like you said, we, we're filmmakers. I'm a filmmaker. Tom's a filmmaker. Uh, we have Josh Cannon, a filmmaker. And all these creative people that work with us are, Memphis Rocks is where we are now, but we want to do Memphis Mountaintop Media. Mm. We want to be a nonprofit film studio. They always talk about how black people look in the media, how Hollywood controls entertainment. Well, we want to control our own bit of entertainment. You see what is done for Atlanta. You see what Tyler Perry has done. All those jobs yes. he provided, he providing, and you see what is done for even Nashville. Mm-hmm. All those weddings and shows we don't watch, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's going good. So we want to represent some in Memphis. We want to have the first nonprofit film studio, and we want to provide those jobs to South Memphis.
0: Yeah, tell Tom to use the other building for a big studio, yeah, movie exactly. studio. That's exactly. I yeah. see it happening. Yeah. You guys got a lot of good content gonna and hundreds, stories. It's going to be hundreds of thousands of jobs. A lot of, of storytelling.
1: If, even though, like, we, we can tell stories about our community, but we are creative in a way where I write films. I have five films I'm writing in and making that none of them particularly is about South Memphis or, like, there's not going to be, like, a Ghetto Boys-type version. It's going to be life as, you know, as an African-American man, like mm-hmm. how, what I've experienced in good and bad and some trippy stuff like, you know, might make a black man an astronaut. You know, okay. we're going to do some crazy
0: Let's stuff. Let's do it. Okay. I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> create,
3: create. I mean, the Chris made a great point, too. Like, the jobs are the point. From day one, providing, you know, a good paying job in South Memphis and hiring from within the community. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. super important. And. When we opened our doors at Memphis Rocks, like, we didn't go out and search for rock climbers to come work in our gym. Like, we didn't even do that. We opened up the application process to South Memphis first. Mm. And so we brought in, like, the what we needed from the industry to function, a route setter in Josh Jimenez and John Hawk as the director of operations. And outside of that, we said, "Okay, let's train some people from South Memphis. And so yeah. it was challenging just because getting up off the ground and teaching people climbing like the the hard skills of climbing like how to tie the knots how to belay what to look for in terms of like safety Mm -hmm. those things took a little bit more time because we weren't going with someone that had a base knowledge in climbing but in terms of building community there's no replacement like yeah when you walk into our gym it is a very different feeling than any other gym in the country or the world, and if you ask other people that come here from different states, that's the first thing they'll remark upon is like, dang, Memphis Rocks feels really different and really cool. Wow. And it's it's because of that idea of like building from within the community allowing the community to like tell us what the needs are, but also allowing ourselves to become part of the community, not try to change or say like we're here to fix the community. That's not how we function. Gotcha.
0: And, and I was going to ask that um, when you guys first opened – you know, how was that transition of getting people to come and participate? I know there had to be like a learning curve, um a, a bit of, you know, like you just mentioned, you had to do all of these trainings and teachings, but it's getting a little easier, right? Five years yeah. in.
1: In our first year, I think we had over like 200,000 check-ins. That's right? a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Cause, they were
0: intrigued.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's what, 700,000 people in benefits and we have 200,000 check-ins. That's a mm-hmm. lot of people that, that come is. to a gym. So. People want to say uh, this ain't for black folks, this ain't, but what, this is exciting, this is new, it's an opportunity, mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun, it's, it's, you learn so much, and I, I just think it's, we've, we've been getting some good feedback from our community, and like we talk about, like Aiden, kids like Aiden,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what it's about, letting young people grow up in a community where this is available, mm-hmm. whether they choose it or not, it's a choice. It's one more choice that that little black girl got, you know, other than what's already there. Mm-hmm. And we're right across the street from Stack Museum. Okay. When those kids get out of school, like you said, when you was in college, where you mm-hmm. had to go?
0: <laughs> My dorm. <laughs> exactly. And they ain't got no dorm. <laughs> Unless so. I was going, you know, away from South Memphis. Exactly.
1: And so these are kids. Yeah. They're in high school their kid their parents come get them around four thirty, five o'clock. They get out of school at three. You got an hour and a half of fun and adventure. Wow. And you don't want that over there. You guys
0: are right in the heart.
1: We gotta be in the heart. That's where it starts. Yeah. We gotta pump this through the whole community and through, you know, United States. I think I think Soulsville is the heart of America. It That's what I feel.
0: It is. You know? So much history there. Yeah. And and, you know, a lot of people are really doing some great things like Memphis Rocks to make it even better. So yeah. I have Um, You know, hopes and dreams for South Memphis And you all are a part of it Like, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really good inside today Listening to everything you all are saying Um, Hey, I gotta bring this up Because I wanna know Let's talk about safety I I know (laughs) that you guys are training people beforehand But, like, you all have mentioned You all have been all over the world Traveling, climbing these mountains and stuff. Have you all ever had any, like, scary moments?
1: Like out in the woods and stuff? Yes, let's
0: talk about
1: that. Well, I, I haven't, but Malik got ran up on by a bear. A bear? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, Malik <laughs> we gotta give you his information so he could tell his story. But he survived without a stretch. So it, it was Did the bear play. attack him? Nah. He okay. he, he that was, what, he was it was dark and it was raining and he was climbing with one of the best climbers in the world. And he had his bear spray and everything he needed, but you know, he got lost. He didn't mm-hmm. know he was going, and he looked up, and there it was, <laughs> seven foot tall, just mm. staring at him.
0: That and would it, be the scariest <laughs> moment of my life. I
1: mean, he said he wanted to meet the Grizzlies, so. <laughs>
0: he met the Grizzlies. <laughs> well, okay, but I know.
1: John ran, but I guess it has to do.
0: Have you had any of the, the Grizzlies stop by?
1: Not yet. We were Not really yet? trying to get a little grit and grind night like going on. And oh, to that get would the, be great. Uh, you know, the rock climbing is very gritty. And it's a it's, it's a it's a grinding sport, and it's you know it's, it fits in with the community, and you know uh, the grind factory, which is the FedEx Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're gonna get hopefully soon. I, I, I like I like our greedy players. I like David Roddy, mm-hmm. you know Big Body Rod. I feel like he'll be a good climber. Big Body, yeah. I like uh you know players like that. We don't we don't want to just get a player just because they play basketball. We want right. to really who they are and that that determination that they have. We want to. Uh, we want to also make let them fall in love with rock climbing because it'd be fun for them and good
0: sport for them. Yeah, I think they would love it. Yeah. I think they would love it and embrace it. It's a um, team building
1: sport as well. Yeah. So
0: like. Definitely, know. just like basketball, um, and I'm glad you brought up the Grizzlies because yeah. we are about to get into a mine. Say man. Repeat after me, Chris Dean. A mine. Say mine. Let me hear it in your best South Memphis <laughs> voice. A <laughs> mine. Say mine. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, Alex, I want to hear your amen, say amen. Amen, say (laughs) amen. Okay, Zach, amen, say
3: amen. Amen, say amen.
0: Come on, Zach. (laughs) This is a moment of transparency between all of us on Verbally Effective Podcast. Let's start with Chris. You brought up the Grizzlies. It was just stated yesterday in the press. And I don't know if it's been confirmed yet that, you know, we just came off of the playoffs. We lost, lost. to L.A. First round. Excellent. First round. And they're saying that Dylan Brooks will not be welcomed back next season Who's to that? the Grizz- Grizzlies. The one that was talking noise Who's about Dylan? LeBron James. The Who? one they called LeBron James old.
1: Who is Dylan Brooks? No, no, no! I love Dylan. <laughs> okay, I, I the got, one after no, he no. said that it went down here. No, I got I got love for Dylan. Uh, I appreciate you know the years we we had him. We got rid of we, we had we got rid of Tony Allen the year we got Dylan Brooks. We traded him to uh, New Orleans. I remember, mm-hmm. and Dylan Brooks was gonna be our young goat, our dog, and he was defensive. Came from Oregon, so smart defensively. That's where he's from Oregon. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's, he came from he the Oregon. He came from Ducks. Oregon. Ducks. He's, gotcha. from he's from uh, Canada. Okay, but he's such a ferocious defender. Like he has no fear in his heart. He really and, don't. And we respect that part of it. But I think he could have gotten in the city a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, like we this Memphis pride that you 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 uh, you observe is because we put the work in. Mm. You know, we we blue collar, we do hard work. And I know he put the work in in basketball, but it's also a humidity and a sweetness that comes with Memphis. Mm-hmm. There's a kindness and a the Southern hospitality that comes with Memphis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you catch him on a bad night, you might not experience that, but usually you run into any Memphis fellow, gangster, thug, or whatever, they're still young men that was raised by their grandparents, you know. And so yeah. I don't think he had that part of the Memphis in him, you know. He yeah. just didn't have no respect for his elders. No. You know, he really. Did. Sometimes he feel like, you know, sometimes he <laughs> just feel like, you know, he didn't have a lot of respect for the game, mm-hmm. and we need a, we need a leader. And that's what I was telling my, my uh, Tom. I was like, we, need a, we, we don't need a star. A star shines alone. We don't mm-hmm. need somebody to shine alone. We need, we, I prefer the grid and grind, Tony Allen. That's why we got rid of uh, Rudy Gay, because he was a star. Mm. He was taking shots of work from Zebo. We'd okay. rather have Zebo, Marcus All, Tony Allen, and Mike Cunning. That's a team. Mm-hmm. No matter how we can win twenty games a season, we was gonna pack out that for I remember
0: for them. Conley, yeah. Because
1: yeah. we respect Mike Conley's leadership. Man never got a technical foul. Mm-hmm. That's what we like. We want that that humble spirit, mm-hmm. but that dog too. And and, and and uh Brooks didn't Brooks didn't have that humble spirit. I think he stopped representing the core of our team and mm-hmm. we need a leader. So I thank him for the time he spent here. I definitely think he's going to get a job somewhere else. Oh, I'm
0: sure. They probably um, already got it established. Yeah, he's
1: going to get a job somewhere else. But I'm not, I'm not mad at the decision. I'm, 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 I'm happy that Chris Wallace is not our GM anymore. I respect Zach Kleinman. I think he's a genius. I think he knows what he's doing, and I trust him. So, gotcha. peace, Dylan.
0: Peace, Dylan. <laughs> uh, no more big Memphis for you. Uh, Zach and Alex, are you going to miss Dylan Brooks?
2: You know, I'm... I, I hear a lot in the mornings when I sit in the office with yeah. my lovely co-workers, and right. so I've, I've gotten to hear a bit. i watched some of the playoff game, and, you know, it's I'm, I always have love for Memphis, and I think Chris said it perfectly. Yep, he did. spirit perfectly, so I'll leave it at that.
3: Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, I, I think some of what he was trying to say may have been taken a little out of context with the comments about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was just trying to say, like, come at me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready for you. Yeah. And... It got taken as disrespect because he was speaking to LeBron. Where- they
0: ran with
1: that but, comment. But, but the thing is, if you say, come at me, I'm ready for you, and he comes at be ready. You and you're not ready.
0: You got to be ready. You, be ready. Mm-hmm. you can't
1: shoot 23% from three. You, and, and His last comment before the last game, let me know he was not ready to be a Grizzly anymore. Mm-hmm. He said, one of these games I'm going to make for three to four threes, which means he's thinking he's going to keep shooting. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking of the team. He's not thinking that we got the best shooter, Luke Kennard, in the I NBA like shooting forty nine percent. He's not thinking Ooh. how could I get Bane open. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking what his bread and butter is. Mm-hmm. Those little off hand, off balance fadeaways mm-hmm. in the paint. Whew, Dylan Brooks a beast. He could be. Dylan Brooks need to be a little bit more like um, what's my guy with the Bulls, uh, the mid range God. With the braids, he used to play for Toronto. I can think think of everything but his name. <laughs> <laughs> but he need to be more like him. The mid, he need to be more mid range. Just take one step in, and even mm-hmm. when they saw him, that's that's all. His last comment let us know he didn't want to be yes. a He's gonna keep taking them shots. His confidence is.
3: Yeah. Especially before. while shooting thirty percent from the floor in the series. Like he yeah. wasn't twenty two percent his 23?
0: confidence has been shot. He needs to go to Memphis Rocks and gain yeah. his confidence yeah. back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you guys for giving me your honest thoughts on A Man Say Man. I love the way all of you have <laughs> said A Man Say Man and your commentary behind it with uh Dylan Brooks with the Memphis Grizzlies. How can everyone follow Memphis Rocks and, you know, see All of the programming, um, how you have changed lives in South Memphis and beyond, how you are building community, how can we follow that particular journey and donate?
2: Yeah. So you can follow us on social media. We're really active on Instagram. We Very have quite active. a few kudos, followers.
0: Kudos Thank to you, you guys. You guys are like over 18,000.
2: Yeah. they, they People who have been in this position have done a really great job. And the climbing community has really, you know, been mm-hmm. amazing. And we're really grateful for all of our supporters. So, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Memphis Rocks Climbing, Facebook. Send us a message if you listened. We'd love to say hey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also, you know, we, we – are on a pay what you can basis so we rely on donations so you know if you want to help sub- support the community support a climber um, you know make sure they have a meal before they climb um, you can donate at memphisrocks.org slash donate or on social media there's multiple ways so yeah we're doing
1: yeah. A, a a monthly donor push right now we're trying to get as many monthly donors as we can <clears throat> people ask us is memphis rock sustainable no matter how good we're doing and all how much people like us They say Is it sustainable And I like to ask people Are banks sustainable mm. Banks are not sustainable What makes things sustainable Is if you believe in it So if you believe In Memphis Rocks You believe what we're doing You believe in Soulsville Become a monthly donor
0: Become a monthly donor For Memphis Rocks And I hear you guys Are going to Africa soon Tell we me about that
1: it's, it's still top secret But we're going Oop. to Africa uh, No no We're going to Africa <laughs> Later on this year We're going to Climb the tallest mountain In Africa Kilimanjaro mm. uh, Look forward on Hulu Next year
0: Wow. Like, you guys travel abroad. Like, how do you choose the people that participate at Memphis Rocks to go on the trips? How does that work?
1: Like you said, the community is, like they said, Mm -hmm. like our neighborhood is so many great kids in our community. And we just want you to see them on TV being their best self, not being on TV. The, The people, we judge each other off the worst thing you've ever done.
3: Mm-hmm. And they put
1: you on TV and say this is the worst thing this person has ever done in his life. Please judge him, and if you see him, remind him. Mm. It's terrible how we treat each other, and it's terrible how they treat the black man in this in this world. So we want to put our kids on TV and them being their best self. Black women mm-hmm. and, and young men, and they're they're just. It's hard. It's hard to not choose. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to like. Okay, we only can take ten, and that's the hardest job. But we only can yeah. take fifteen, and it's a thousand kids, a thousand people in this neighborhood who just come to Memphis Rocks and they light up and they have a great time and have fun and you see their personality and what their likes are and just hear them checking and you remember all the the promise you had when you was you know <laughs> you was their age so it's hard not to choose so we're, yeah. we're, we're going to try to take about 10 to 15 and you know but it won't be the only trip you know so just keep being your best self keep showing up you know and and they're coming the opportunities are coming it's still the beginning like we said uh memphis roston is, is i mean rock climbing is a olympic sport now mm-hmm. and you know we're gonna need somebody to represent us we need somebody to represent soulsville out there so yeah that's the goal
0: yes i love it i love it any last words for you christine alex williams and zach rogers on Memphis Rocks and I beyond, I would
1: like to say thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for this platform, and thank you for whoever is listening. You know, please just interact with us more. Mm-hmm. And you got to come to Memphis Rocks for sure. I'm coming. So yeah, Look,
0: I, I'm a former athlete. I think I can climb bring Mount Everest if I want uh, to. But <laughs> oh. I'm gonna bring the boys for bring real. They would we'll love it. Too. You'll yes. Be on the, yes. On the plane. I'm not scared I want to do it like I like that type of you know like uh on the other side of fear like we were talking about life yes yes okay make sure you guys follow Memphis Rocks donate participate help them build community you know this is a non-profit climbing gym in South Memphis let's Support everything that they're doing. Um, I think Dylan Brooks may sign up before he leaves, because like we said, he <laughs> <I get laughs> come on Brooks, come on, on. Brooks, come and, and come on Memphis Grizzlies, participate on, and help them grow Great. their programming, <laughs> grit and yeah. grind. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I think your nonprofit with Memphis Rocks is amazing. I'm coming very soon with the boys. Yes. Yes. And and we'll we'll see what, what they do and how that will change their lives and maybe they can travel abroad as well. But um, I really appreciate you guys for coming by. And I want to thank everyone on WYXR for listening to Verbally Effective Live. Be sure to follow the podcast and subscribe on all streaming platforms. Subscribe to that Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. And don't forget about Pod Box on May thirteenth at the historic library this is a networking event for local podcasters we want to see you in the BD, in the in the building with memphis media on may 13th from 1 to 3 p.m um, i want to shout out memphis rocks again for joining me today on the podcast and i'll see you guys on sunday thank you